Welcome back, everybody, to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. You can follow me, DM me, whatever, on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Urban MMA. You can also follow the podcast at Couchside Judges. You can also subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. And if you're listening on Apple or anywhere you can rate us, please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We'd really appreciate it. And on this show, we talk about MMA judging, so you should read the criteria, which can be found at abcboxing.com. So, Dan, we got a, we got a couple things to talk about today. You know, we've, we've got a past judgment that we'll get into uh, featuring John Jones against Tiago Santos. We'll be talking about Santos's fight this weekend against Glover Teixeira uh, and, uh, you know, some of the other stuff regarding that event as well. So why don't we just dive in, right? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So, you know, let's kick off with past judgment, of course, uh, featuring that fight from last year. And Dan, can you just remind everybody how the segment works? We score fights using our own criteria, the CSJ criteria, which is basically the same as the ABC criteria, which we mentioned earlier is available at abcboxing.com. And like certified judges, we score rounds based on the three Ds, damage, dominance, and duration. But we just made a few key changes. A 10-9 round is a competitive round in which neither fighter checks one of the three Ds by a large margin. A 10-8 can be considered for just one D, but should definitely be given when two Ds are achieved. A 10-7 is available for checking off two Ds, but must be given for all three. We've discarded tiebreakers for effective aggression and area control, as these are rarely used by judges anyway. The rare 10-10 would only be given in largely uneventful rounds. All this helps provide more varied scores that should more accurately reflect what happened in a fight. Okay, Scott, start by setting up Jones Santos. Yeah, so this one, again, it was last year, uh, July 6, 2019, at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. It was the headliner of UFC 239. Uh, every John Jones fight is a headliner. That's <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the clear. rule of thumb. Yep. Uh, going back just about 10 years. So Jones had earned uh, a lopsided win over Anthony Smith back in March before this fight. So that was his most recent victory. Uh, it was actually only his second fight back after his suspension. Going back to the 2017 head kick knockout of Daniel Cormier that got overturned when he popped for Torino Ball. As we all know, he's undefeated at this point, aside of a disqualification loss to Matt Hamill early in his career. <laughs> uh, and to this point has, you know, been worlds better than just about every one of his opponents, right? Just about up until this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Santos, though, coming in off of this, he got the title shot from consecutive finishes of Jimmy Manoa and the current 205-pound champion Blahovich. Uh, the latter had come just a week before Jones' win over Smith. So they'd been, you know, they kind of had the same schedule uh, in 2019. Maheta was 21-6 and six coming in, 13-5 and five in the UFC. Uh Mostly as a middleweight, so it was really just those last two wins that had come at light heavyweight. Uh, 15 of his 21 wins had come by KO or TKO. So, obviously, power hitter, uh, and that power transferred at light heavyweight because of those finishes we mentioned, right? Definitely. Judges for this one are Mike Bell, Derek Cleary, and Junichiro Camijo, and the referee is Herb Dean. So, Dan, kick it off. What's going on in round one? Round one was a like a kick battle. There's hardly yeah, any th- just, punches thrown. kicking each other. Yeah, lots of kicks. And I thought Santos, when he landed his leg kicks, Jones' leg was getting flung out from center line, almost yep. falling down. Uh, Jones really didn't have much uh, to answer to this. He kind of like was just feeling him out, it seemed like, the entire round. He went for that, you know, the front leg side kick that he likes to do. And, oh, uh, yeah, that, yeah. Typical John but, Jones kick. But in a way, you saw it early. You didn't see it as much anymore after he started getting kicked a lot. His leg hurt. 
<laughs> yeah, I can understand but, that. It was, uh, you know, it was good damage from Santos. You know, that's that's effective striking to a T. And, you know, not that Jones was shut out, but it was it was a slow start for John. And we've seen a lot of st- slow starts from John Jones in the last few years. Yeah, yeah, he likes to start slow, especially recently. And yeah, I didn't think he always was like that, but and I don't know when the trend kind of started to happen with him. I was trying to think about this during the fight, but yeah, he he's definitely. A slower starter than I remember him being, but I think that's really what he is, right? Yeah, definitely slow starter, and uh, he actually got hit with a couple head punches, not many, but I thought mm. this was a, a clear-cut 10-9 for Santos. Yeah, no question, 10-9. Our system, you know, it wouldn't go up to a 10-8. It wasn't a, cl- it wasn't a, a lopsided enough round that you would even go 10-8 in our system, but uh, yeah, good, good round, good start for him for sure, uh, and all three judges saw it the same way, so at this point, everyone's in agreement for now. For now, <laughs> things start to diverge actually right here in round two, right? Yeah, round two. Uh, this is where Santos hurts at least one of his knees in this yes. fight. I uh, got some noticeable reactions when Jones would attack the knee. Uh, and Jones actually knocked him down in this round. So, I, you know, I gave Jones a slight edge here. 10-9. I also went 10-9, Jones. It was a close round, though. Um, It was, yeah, like you mentioned, he hurt his knee early. And it was on a kick that, like, it didn't really land, right? Now, yeah, his it that's like Rogan was saying, you know, it looked like his foot didn't pivot with his knee and his knee came out. Yeah. Ugh. It was kind of gross on the slow-mo. <laughs> Rogan does love those slow-mo gross things though. <laughs> Let's watch that that low kick to the groin like seven more times in slow motion. <laughs> yeah, this was definitely a close round though, so I can understand if someone uh, went for Santos. Yes. I think I think probably for me, I thought the the punching from Jones was probably where his effective offense was really coming from the most. Mm-hmm. But you saw like at, right after uh, Santos got hurt, right? He starts to you could tell the urgency like in his head's like, oh man, I got to do something. So he like bull rushes, right? Yeah, and it looks like he's being really effective, but he missed with almost everything. Yeah, he was just making Jones uh, show off his defense. Really? That's what it looked like to me anyway. It looked like he missed with just about everything. And I, you almost wonder if just because the judges have different views from their seats, potentially because we, you know, as, as both of us gave this one to Jones, the judges were split. It was Bell and Cleary who had it for Jones 10-9 like we did. But Junichiro Camillo saw it for Santos. So you wonder, depending on where Camillo's sitting, if they're on the other side of the cage and he doesn't have as good a view or be able to see and hear as clearly potentially he sees some of this as more effective. It's it's hard to say. You, you'd have to ask uh, Kamijo what he would think there. But yeah, I mean, even in general, like you said, it was a close round. Yes, I got no problem with him going for uh, Santos there. Mm-hmm. But, but you and I are united. Yeah, so I, we both are 19-19 now. Yep. Heading round into three, third. though, this one, everyone agreed, was a John Jones round. Yeah, I thought this is where he started to seem like he was about to take over the fight. Yes, yeah, so it a did. Couple good it moments. had that feel like a John Jones fight where he's like, okay, you know, I got my first kind of few rounds out of the way. Now I'm really getting in the flow. Right. That's what it seemed like. And he landed a big elbow. He cut Santos and dropped him. Right above, like right at the hairline, there was yeah. that cut, right? Yeah. I mean, it didn't affect his vision or his ability to fight, no. but it was a solid shot. It and, was a good round for him. Yeah. And he but was I, landing honestly, good kicks, too. Still kind of close. Uh, I'm I, not saying it was like not clear enough that you wouldn't give it to Jones, but like. As as much as John was looking pretty good, like you would think fighting a essentially a one legged fighter at this point, he should have been able to pour it on more. Yeah, Santos did have some good moments. It's just that they were so sporadic. Did. Mm-hmm. He had a knockdown in this one too. Yep. Yeah. So I you know got good work to the body as well. Um, 
the the inside leg kick was what was really working for Santos. That was that was kind of the the note that I had made about his offense, and I think something like that was really what kept Jones at bay. Yeah, he did have a big welt and on his thigh. So, but yeah, overall, Jones striking was more effective. Mm-hmm. But it's it's obvious everyone agreed. Um, so at this point, you and I have Jones twenty nine twenty eight. So do Bell and Cleary. Camillo again because he gave the first two rounds to Santos. He's only got it twenty nine twenty eight. So it's twenty nine twenty eight all around, but it's split going into the championship rounds. This was a, a very close round. I thought one of the closest round four, yeah, one of the closest of the fight. I just thought Jones landed a bit cleaner, especially to the body and the head, and that Superman punch towards the end because I had it like very close, kind of going into that final forty five seconds ish. Well, you and- can understand why because it really. I didn't think it was a very offensive round. It was very tepid. Yeah, and that Superman punch towards the end weighed pretty good for me to say, okay, I'm pretty sure Jones got this round. Yeah, it was it was a good final minute. You know, both of them were more effect or more active, I should say, but it was definitely Jones who was more effective in that final minute, I thought. And Santos, he's so compromised here because uh, this is the round that he tore the other ACL, right? I'm not exactly sure when he hurt his other knee. I just know at some point he hurt both. He, I know when he hurt the first one. I wasn't exactly sure when he hurt his second knee. I, I'm pretty sure it was in this round. They were showing in the, the replays after you saw the ripple of this injury okay. too. Okay. I think that was it. And it was when he threw, was it when he threw another kick or was it, I think it was, he threw a kick, but like it was on the plant leg. Okay. So I'm pretty sure that was what it was. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, Tiago Santos knees are not doing well this fight. He's got no legs left. He's just—I mean, obviously he has them. You know, you can move around with an ACL. There's just certain movements that you can't do when you've torn an ACL. But when you've torn both of them, then I imagine there's even fewer that you can do. And he's keeping it so close. Like he's in contention to win this fight. He is, but but again, like he's doing a lot of throwing, and sometimes he's landing, but a lot of them either being blocked. Which John was doing very well. He was blocking a lot of the stuff coming his way mm-hmm. just throughout the fight. Not, yeah. not necessarily this round, but the whole fight, things were coming his way. He'd either block it or he wasn't there. Or Santos just wasn't really throwing it accurately enough. He kind of put too much into it, which, you know, granted, he's got one or no legs left. <laughs> so you get it. But yeah, as close as this round was, and I did think it was close as well, I thought it was Jones' round. And I don't think this fight has overall been. Not competitive. It's been competitive, but I do think John has been carrying he, him. He's rightfully winning. Like I, I have it 39-37, so do you. And I think that's totally the right way to look at it. Is Jones winning the fight? So, John, so you think Jones is winning the fight? He's just allowing Santos to kind of stick around? No, I, I don't necessarily think that. I think when I watched it live, because you and I watched this together mm-hmm. live at, uh, it was TGI Fridays, right? Yeah. One of these days, we're going to rank the chain restaurants where we watched fights at. That Friday's just gone. Something that else Friday's now. gone? No, yeah. that, no that's, that's not gone. 100% it's gone. No kidding. So in this round, though, the judges are split again. Even though I, we both agreed here, it was actually predominantly a Santos round. Cleary and Camillo gave it to Santos 10-9, uh, with Bell being the only one going 10-9 Jones, as you and I did. So he's actually got the same scorecard as me, Bell. Camillo has it 39-37. For Santos and Cleary, he's got it tied at 38 all, right? Yeah. So what that means is that Cleary's scorecard is the one that decides the winner. We've seen this before where you had 39, 37 on each side, right? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, 19, you know, it'll be 2018, 2018 on one side so that 
it really only matters what one person thinks of the final round. And in this case, it's Derek Cleary. You think they should put like a red spotlight on the judge when this is happening? Like, <laughs> God, no, that would you. be the worst thing. That's the worst <laughs> thing you could do for the actual like look of it. But <laughs> you imagine that if Dana White was thinking of things to do, that's what he would do. <laughs> <laughs> this is our version of real time scoring. God, that would be that would be the worst <laughs> thing to do. Oh my goodness, can you imagine how much more pressure is on Derek Cleary if he not only knows he's the deciding <laughs> scorecard and that the other two ones really don't matter, barring a ten eight, but that they're, everyone knows it and they're gonna make him know that they know it. <laughs> oh man, let's never ever make that happen, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh man, but but you know, again, championship round final round here final five minutes what's going on here what did you see i thought this was a pretty good round for jones it was still close i just thought the light kicks started to really impact santos it could be because his knees hurt but he's getting visible reactions every time he lands and i really kind of thought that's what what set it apart i thought he was cleaner landed more and you know even though santos had his own uh success in this round i i didn't uh lean his way and i actually this is the one round where you and i differed i did see this for Santos. Okay. It was close. Absolutely. You know, Jones is a viable score here. No problem with that. Um, I, it was the leg kicks that really did it for me here. I, I thought they were more effective uh, than what Jones was landing. Uh, that was just the way I interpreted the action. Uh, I suppose I could see an argument there. It, it was a close round. I just thought every time Jones landed, and this is clearly because his knee is injured of the, the yeah. reactions that Santos is getting. But I, I, I tried to put myself, well, do the judges know if he's injured? They're seeing it the same way I'm seeing, you know, the reaction. Sure. But, but I think, I think a judge will have to correct me on this, but I would think that a judge watching, if they can see already that Santos is not moving around well on his leg and look, they've seen, a, they've seen thousands of fights. They know. So they know what's going on with the guy, or at least they know he's hurt so that Every time a punch lands somewhere, you can't just say, oh, because his legs moved, that was like a big effective punch. It's like, well, he's already affected, you know? Right. But so Jones is doing his his typical stomp kick thing. Sure. And it's stopping Santos from returning. Yeah. No, I mean, that's fair. I, I understand that. Yeah. I I did think that the leg kicks were just more effective. That was how I interpreted the action uh, coming from Santos. Mm-hmm. Also, another thing, so. t- another thing to just counter your argument. Uh Sure. I don't think the judges know how he got injured, so they can think he got injured via a Jones kick. So now it's just cumulative damage adding up. Sure, but I mean, do they think that the injury from Jones kick came from round two, round four, round one, whatever? You know, but if it didn't happen in round five, you know, they can't necessarily. I mean, I don't think they're supposed to grade the cumulative effect necessarily because it happened over the time of rounds, you know, cause that would essentially be making up for what happened before. I know, right? but I'm not but sure. It's... That's, that's a tricky thing. The leg kicks, I feel like are, are a very tricky thing for a judge to score. That's that's as an observer. That's what it feels like to me. Right. But just because he hurt himself in round, whatever round two, now he gets kicked there in round five. It's going to hurt more. It's going to look better. So sure. it's, it's still immediate, even though it's because of cumulative. No, I understand. Yeah. It, it's an interesting question. I, I feel like that's one that I'm still not clear enough on. Would love to get the answer to that one day, especially uh, next time we get to have someone on the show who can explain that, hopefully yeah. for us and for awesome. our listeners. For sure. But regardless, 
I actually did have someone in my corner. One of the judges also saw it for Santos, and that was Mike Bell, who had the identical scorecard to me. Good job, Mike Bell. <laughs> we love Mike Bell. I, he's the man. <laughs> one of the best judges in the world. Uh, but it was the other two judges, Cleary and Camillo, that saw this one for Jones. And it was actually – it's funny because Camillo was the – he was in the corner of Santos in some of these other rounds where they didn't necessarily see it for him. But in this round, he did. Hmm. Or he saw it for Jones, I should say. Yeah. But again, it didn't matter what Mike Bell or Camillo thought because Derek Cleary's scorecard was the only one that mattered, and he gave it to Jones. So he gave the fight to Jones. John Jones retains in a split decision. I don't know if he's had a split decision before this fight. He did not have a split decision before this fight. This was the only split decision of his career, and it still is. Yeah. You know, he just fought such a strange fight. It was a little weird. I, I didn't like watching it live with you that I, I really just, I didn't like that. He wasn't trying to go for a takedown much earlier because he has a clear advantage there. That's Santos Achilles heel. He probably Why don't finish you take on the it ground. down there when not only is this guy coming up for middleweight, where at middleweight, he had problems with grappling and Jones is obviously two Oh five. And he's a great grappler, a great takedown artist with awesome ground and pound. And he's like, nah, I'm just going to try my Muay Thai against him. Yeah, he even said that in the post fight. He wanted to test himself against a, a Muay Thai black belt. And as far as I understand, I don't believe Muay Thai has a belt system. But it it does not. That's my understanding of it. I I believe what he probably means is that it's this is a, a highly accomplished and respected Muay Thai practitioner, right? Oh, yeah. Well, he could have said that. Um, he could have. But, you know, John Jones, he's <laughs> different. Yeah, I think it's probably just his ego. He wanted to prove he was better at someone at their strength. And, and you know what? Credit to him because, you know, people look at like George St. Pierre, in the later part of his career where he basically only fought to the opponent's weakness. Some people didn't like that. I don't mind that. I understand why you do it. I mean, take the path of least resistance to victory. Um, so I, I can respect that. But at the same time, you're looking at it like, dude, the guy's hurt. He can't walk barely anyway. Now, we, obviously, we saw after the fight that even John Jones needed to be carried back to the locker room. So this is obviously a part of the equation, too. We learned this later. Uh, so it, in retrospect, it's easier for me to understand why Jones didn't necessarily try to go for takedowns or something like that. But at the same time, if he's getting kicked in the legs and that's what's hurting, you're going to keep it up there? Yeah, Come on, man. It was strange. He also said if they fought again, those kicks wouldn't land the next time. For some reason, he said that. Uh, well, they're probably not going to fight again because Jones is obviously moving up to heavyweight unless they make the fight against Israel Adesanya eventually because who knows, maybe they're building towards that with all these things and shenanigans that are going on. Santos, though, I do want to say he impressed me in this fight, and I think he impressed a lot of people. I'm impressed by him being able to fight with two torn uh, knees. Exactly, but but even at the same time, I just didn't think he'd be able to take the fight to Jones as well. Because again, he did kick he kicked the heck out of Jones' legs over five rounds. I think that has to do with Jones' strategy. Sure, but uh, I mean, if Jones is, is uh, such a great fighter, he could have probably found some way to neutralize it, and he just couldn't. Yeah, well, this, this was Santos' bread and butter. And once he, I guess once he felt comfortable that Jones wasn't going to try to go for a takedown, he was able to open up with the kicks. Because kicks are... Uh, Someone who wants to take you down kicks your, your you know weakness sure. because they just catch the leg and take you down. I mean, he was doing that round one though. That was that was kind yeah. of the the it was get-go a strategy. Fight. 
I think it was probably the best performance against Jones, and who knows what would have happened if he didn't hurt his knees. Yeah. On that note, though, it, it's a fair question to ask. It's like, you know, what if? What if he doesn't get hurt, right? But if he doesn't get hurt, the entire makeup of those last 20 minutes or so, like, changes. It doesn't necessarily go the same way either. Could that change in strategy because of his kicks have actually, or because of his injury, excuse me, could that have changed Santos' approach to actually make him more successful than he would have been? Who knows? Yeah. Because maybe maybe it's a point where he's doing really well upstairs, standing, kicking very well, and then Jones says, no, I'm actually going to do the takedown. Yeah, I'm going to take you down. And then Jones gets the takedown and finishes him. There's a lot of ways that fight could go. There's too many what-ifs, but I do wish we saw that fight. I will say that. We may see it one day. Who knows? I'm not holding my breath. I wish we would, <laughs> but it doesn't seem like we are going to. But nonetheless, I was impressed with with Santos. And unfortunately, we haven't seen him fight since because of those injuries and rehabbing those injuries until finally this weekend in our perfect segue to UFC Apex 13, the main event with Santos going against Glover Teixeira. Interesting fight here. I love it. It's a great matchup and I'm excited to watch it. Glover's coming off a huge win over Anthony Smith. Yeah, and honestly, he didn't look great early on, but then, you know, as a result of both the damage he was putting on, but I think especially Smith just kind of lost his his cardio there. It allowed him to come back and just take the wood to to Smith. He's knocking teeth out and yeah, giving him to got the, Jason got the late stoppage in a fight that I still feel like probably could have been stopped earlier. I think it definitely could have been stopped earlier, especially when the guy's handing you his tooth. Um. But hey, we're not Jason Herzog. We're not referees. Uh, I'm I'm more the in the corner that the cornerman should have considered it. But they, yeah, who knows? It is what it is. I I never, you know, we've we've looked at this fight before. Not to get too distracted by that one before we talk about this weekend. But I don't know that there was a point where Jason Herzog definitely had to step in. There were like times where you could say, okay, if he did, yeah, it's okay, I get it. But I do think. It wasn't so bad that the referee let it go, but come on. The, I, just MMA cornerman in general, you got to be more willing to stop the fight, I feel like. Just protect your fighter. What are you doing? <laughs> but anyway, back back to this weekend. Yes. Uh, I think Lover has to take it to the ground. Absolutely. Like I said, it's that's his weak spot. That's Mahita's weak spot. And uh, who knows how Santos' cardio is going to be after being out so long? It's a good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, the guy probably is training five-round fights all the time now. And this is, you know, been on and off a fight that they were supposed to make a few times got delayed by COVID positives, I think, on both sides. That's that's another thing that I mean, the lingering effects of that. Yeah. What do you know about that? Could hurt. (laughs) Yeah. Going up and down stairs gets a bit tough at some point. Is that true? That is true. But I didn't didn't go up and down. That was after the fact, after I I tested negative, the the, the ripple effect, the remaining pneumonia going up and down stairs was. Yeah. Was a struggle, but how do you feel now? Is everything like totally oh, fine? Or? I think yeah, I'm 100 percent now. Okay, things don't and not everything tastes like eggs anymore. No, not anymore. Thank God. That's good. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> glad I, I never got COVID. Well, if I if everything did taste like eggs, I'd probably be ready to fight at 205 because I just wouldn't eat as much. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> an effective dietary uh, strategy, I guess. Right? <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. What do you, what do you think of this fight? Who who do you think actually wins? I'm going to go with Teixeira fighting a smart fight, taking him down, and I'm going to go with Rear Naked Choke. Okay. I totally see it. I think if it does go down there, I do think he would actually win by Rear Naked Choke, actually. That's that's a really good pick. Um, 
I my gut says though Santos with his power. I think he's actually going to find a way to to put uh, to share it down. If he gets him early, I think like cause we we saw it to share against Smith in uh it didn't go well from in this first round. So it's true, it's true. I but I could totally see Maheta being around there for a while. I mean, we saw him five rounds against John Jones. You know, he was a bigger middleweight Maheta, but then when he came up to two hundred five, I think he's a very natural two hundred fiver, and I think he seems very comfortable there with the weight and moving around and everything. So I, it seems like I seems like he's really found his home here, and he can he can last in these fights. So yeah, honestly, I feel pretty good about him. I'm saying round three KO Santos. All right, TKO. Big prediction. All right, I'm but stick- no matter what, yeah. I'm really excited. This is this is definitely a quality matchup. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. Definitely. What about the judges for this card? We're going to get the typical crew we see out in Vegas, I'm sure. Sal D'Amato, Chris Lee, Derek Leary, you know, Ron McCarthy, you know, some combination of these guys. You know, are they all going to be there? I don't know, but it's going to be a good team. You know, we get good crews in Vegas. People like to complain about Vegas all the time, but this is where you get most of the best judges in the world. Yeah, I like um, when Rick Winter DDS is on the uh, the team for the night. He might be. Who knows? He was in there last week. I think he does well. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's doing consecutive weekends. I, I think he flies out from the Midwest, so so we'll see. But uh, yeah, I, I a lot of them actually are from kind of different parts of the country. Of course, they're traveling judges. You know, Sal D'Amato is actually from the Midwest too. All right, but it should be a good team. I'm not. I'm not worried at all about the judging. If it goes five rounds, I'm sure they'll do a good job. Yeah, they're, they're going to do a good job. They make our job easier. They do. What's your? Uh, what about the fights other than the main event? Obviously, we want to see that one. But what else do you want to see? Ian Heinish versus Brendan Allen, uh, middleweight Ooh, that's belt. A good one. I think fight of the night contender. Okay. I think they're just going to try to go kill each other. Allen finishes almost all of his fights. Uh, so I'm going to pick Allen by TKO. Yeah, that's, that's a good pick. I like Allen too. Uh, Heinish is good too, and and he's an interesting story just outside of the actual fighting because obviously he's he had many legal problems. I think he's yeah. been in prison been in, in prison. different continents. Yeah. Um, but it seems like he's really straightened his life out. So, you know, good for him. I, I, you like to see people who've had trouble, but found a, a way to, to do right. And, and that's what it seems like with him. So it's, it's a nice story, but yeah, I, I think Alan, he's going to take the win. I think so. All right. What fight are you looking forward to? Oh, anytime Darren Elkins is on the card, you got to be expecting just a bloody, bloody war. And he's on here on the, <laughs> uh, on the prelims against Luis Eduardo Garagori the Uruguay-based fighter. And, I mean, how can you not expect fireworks with them, you know? Yeah, I'm going to go with Elkins getting off uh, his losing streak and winning this one by decision. I'm not picking a winner here, but it's definitely my front runner for fight of the night. I expect to be thoroughly satisfied, and you will be too. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Couchside Judges. We'll be back again on Monday. Absolutely. We'll be breaking down any fights that we have, uh, any questionable scoring in, right? Or anything interesting. Not not necessarily questionable, but, you know, maybe something we want to break down, right? Yeah, definitely. So thanks again for listening. We'll see you all on Monday. Take care, everybody.